We're chatting it up with Twins breakout prospect Michael Hellman on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, August 22nd. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Super excited to be here with Twins breakout prospect, Michael Hellman. want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. The people have been waiting to hear from Michael. He's finally with us today. It's been a wonderful year for you, Michael. What has contributed to your success at the Upper Minors? Um, you know, I've just, I've had a really good support system and honestly, like I'm truly blessed to be in the situation that I'm in. I have, uh, a great group of guys that I've been playing with for the past, I don't know, three, four years. And that takes a whole lot of pressure off you when you're just trying to play the game to win, especially with the team that you enjoy being around. So Michael drafted out of Texas A&M in 2018 in the 11th round by the twins has played first, if I got all of them, let me know if I got all of them. <laughs> first, second, third, center, left, and short this year. Is that right? Yeah, I think you missed – did you did you say third base in there? Okay, so third as well. So six spots this year. Thanks. Uh, there's seven. Be, I, think, I think there's seven in there. So you, you have only – You've only not caught or pitched. Have you DH'd? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You've DH'd as well. I have not DH'd at all this year. Okay, all right. So we're missing a couple spots. Pitcher, catcher, a little bit of DH, but everything else. And, Michael, I'm wondering, I think Twins fans are wondering. I, I don't know if you know Spencer Steer, but I had him on uh, in the winter, and I was like, Spencer, where do you like to play? Like, where do you feel most comfortable? And he's like, I don't want to lock myself into any spot. Do you have the same <laughs> kind of feeling on that? Yeah, I would say I have the same kind of feeling on that. Uh there's definitely spots that you feel more comfortable at, or at least I feel more comfortable at, but um, I love being able to have the ability to just kind of move around and uh, wherever they need to throw me, then, you know, they can trust me out there and I trust myself out there and uh, ultimately just help the team win. It's been a really good year for uh, for Twins fans who don't know. Michael, in 105 games, double-A, triple-A, hitting 272, on-base percentage at 350, slugging 459, OPS at 810, 20 doubles, three triples, 16 home runs. I think Twins fans have noticed, Michael, that in the system, there's not a ton of right-handed bats who hit left-handed pitching. And this year, you're crushing left-handed pitching. Is that a, is that a matchup-based thing, or do you just – how how is that matchup look for you? Um, yeah, so I actually the last two years I wanted to say I kind of struggled with left-handed pitching. Um, I've never really seemed to have that problem, but I do enjoy seeing lefties because I feel like for the most part I don't have to worry about <laughs> a lefty running one into my face. But right, <laughs> um, yeah, I just for the most part I take the same approach into every at bat, whether it's a a lefty on the mound or righty on the mound, if you're throwing subby over the top, whatever. Um, I know where where I need to be looking for my swing or to hit balls hard, and I kind of just take that into every at-bat, and I feel like it pans out more against lefties. But, uh, yeah, it's just pretty much the same approach every time. 
What have they worked on with you since you came in 2018? Because I know some guys come in, they they go after like contact-oriented hitters, and then they add power. What have, what have you worked on with the Twins since being drafted? So I have actually worked mainly with having a more vertical bat path, which um, I my entire baseball career, I've always had a very flat bat, like just kind of get in the zone, stay in it as quick as possible or as long as possible and um, see if that, if that works. But it, it caused me to clip a lot of balls that I was hitting on the barrel, but I wasn't hitting them flush because my path was just so flat through it. So I'd, I'd clip them all. And obviously that results in it not going as far. And I think the whole vertical bat path aspect of it just ended up helping me flush more balls when I was hitting them on the barrel. So um, I think that that could easily be where the, where the power numbers have come from. But uh, in all honesty, I have no clue. <laughs> Sometimes we hear like guys in double a, you might see more stuff like top prospects have, have the stuff, but they don't necessarily have the command. And then you get to triple a and it's more refined. Like you have those journeyman pitchers. Has that been your experience moving up a level? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's definitely been, you know, a lot of guys that have had big league time and there's a lot of guys that, you know, they're top prospects in every other org. And uh, yeah, it feels like, it feels like typically you only get one good pitch to hit per at bat. And I've heard that for the longest time. And I'm like, there's no way there's only just one good pitch to hit. And I mean, I've, I found it to be pretty true, but you, you can, you can obviously catch, uh, catch pitchers on some bad days where they're giving you two, three good pitches to hit per AB. And um, obviously guys are going to swing a lot better on those days. But uh, when you only get one per at bat, that's, that's a little tough. You can't miss it. What, what was it like going from Wichita to St. Paul? You're playing for Toby. You're in, you know, Minneapolis and St. Paul in the area. What has that been like for you? Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, uh, I, I played for Toby before back in 2018 and 2019. So, uh, I've been around him for a while. He's a great manager. Same with Borrego and Double A. That was awesome. Uh, and even some of the guys here, like I'd, I'd played with at some point going up through the system. And you know, I spend spring training with these guys all the time. So it's not, it's not like it's anything new. You're just kind of rekindling those relationships with those guys that are at a different, different level than you. And uh, I mean, it's awesome. I love it. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdownmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's get to some questions from Twins fans who are excited to hear from you. Keaton, Keaton is interested in knowing about the – you just mentioned your teammates, so it's a good transition. Who are the best clubhouse characters and leaders you've played with in the minor leagues? Oh, gosh. 
we got a lot of good a lot of good guys uh i could start one with uh with Jake Cave. Jake Cave was fun to be around. Um, obviously, he's up at the big league team now, so I don't get to see him as much. But uh, he's been there. knows knows what he's doing. Um, you kind of just watch what he does every single day, and you're like, "Wow! Like this guy has it figured out. Like he knows he knows what it's like to be there. He knows what it takes to get back up there." And um, and that that's just good to see for from like a baseball aspect. Uh, John Andrioli. He's my he's my locker mate and that guy that guy's a character. I love him. He uh he's one of those guys that he's he gets super excited when guys get sent up because he's like I, I can't wait for every single one of you to experience that. Like it's gonna be the best time of your life. And uh and like he's just he's constantly rooting for everybody on the team and he's like never just about himself. Obviously Mark Contreras as well. The outfielders. It's the outfielder <laughs> bond there. Yeah. He is. He's my roommate in spring training. Uh we played together in 2019. Uh yeah, I've just been around him for a long time. Same with Caleb Hamilton and, and those guys. But yeah, the, they're all honestly just the best guys to be around. It's a it's a great clubhouse. And when you get all those guys together, that I feel like that creates a really good team. How special is it to kind of move up together too? Because like you see, you mentioned you played with Mark and then you guys are all the way up at AAA. He gets called up. Like Cave's been up multiple times the last couple of years. What is that like to see those guys go? And then how do you think about that for yourself and like your excitement to move up as well? No, yeah, it's so exciting. I mean, I feel like I always love when guys get called up. So I was like, I'm like, you deserve that. Like you've, you've worked your butt off. Like you've earned that opportunity and, and honestly, like, I don't want to see you again. Stay up there. Like, do it. <laughs> Just, like, go help the team. Go do whatever you need to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't tell you what it would be like to get called up because, obviously, I haven't been there. But uh, I can't imagine it would be anything short of just pure awesomeness. <laughs> so, it's been – yeah, it's been a great year for you. And, like, some guys have left or graduated the system. And recently, you moved into – the top 30 on MLB pipeline. How, how aware are you guys of, of like prospect rankings? Like how dialed in are you when those things come out? Um, I mean, I never, I never look at those things to be honest. I just, I kind of, I try and stay out of it and just go into every single game and just give it a hundred percent, uh, you know, try and win a, win a baseball game. That's cause that's what it all comes down to. If you're trying to win, then you're, your team is playing good as a whole and there's a lot of individuals that are playing together, but they're just playing as a team. What does your life look like outside of baseball? Gavin is uh, curious. Where do you live? What do you eat? I guess you had a change in the middle of the season. What is your, uh, what does your life look like outside of the field? Uh, so I would say before games. So my wife is living with me right now. Um, we have a dog, a golden retriever named bell. She's awesome, but she's she's still sort of a puppy, so she's crazy. So I pretty much take her out in the morning, go to the bathroom. Uh, we're living in some apartments right now, kind of close to CHS. And uh, so I'll get up, take her out, probably get a coffee or something, um, hang out with my wife for a little bit. And then uh, depends on how tired I am, I either go back to sleep 
for a little bit, take like a nice little nap and then, and then have lunch and head to the field. It's kind of, I feel like I'm stuck in like a time loop of doing the same thing every day, which is, that's just kind of how it is. But uh, after the games, usually hang out with the wife for a little bit. She goes to bed early and I'm still trying to wind down from the game. So I'd either hang out with some of my teammates because most of the guys are in the apartments. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really tell you what I eat because whatever's, <laughs> whatever's at the field is what I eat. And then outside of the field, uh, if there's snacks laying around, maybe some chips and salsa or something, I'll eat that after the game. But are you a fan of this the new scheduling where you have Monday off and then you have six six games in a row somewhere? And how does that look for travel? Uh, yeah, so I I absolutely love that we play. It kind of sucks playing the same team for six days in a row, but at the same time, you always have that Monday off, so. You kind of have a little something to look forward to. But because uh, back in 20, 2019 when I was playing, we'd go like 20, 25, 26 days straight wow. of playing. And you're just like looking forward to the next off day just so you can get some time off and some time away. Because I think, I think just having time away from the game too, just every few days or whatever is, is huge just for a lot of people mentally and physically, emotionally. Um, but like every single Monday, we we have a little crew that goes out golfing, and obviously we're just we're all super competitive, so we take it very seriously. We're cutting into Michael's golf game today. He's he just really he wanted to join <laughs> us, and, and and Twins fans, we're cutting into the golf game today. So Texas A and M, what was the uh, decision making process to be an Aggie down there in College Station? Um, honestly, it it felt like home, and it felt like the right place to be. Uh, it was kind of crazy because the entire coaching staff at Texas A&M at the time had either played at Nebraska or coached at Nebraska, had something to do with Nebraska. So like, I had known those guys, not personally, for, for years. And uh, we actually had three other guys on the team that were from Nebraska and I was really good buddies with, like played with them growing up, played, with, played against them in high school. So Honestly, it felt right at home. What were your What were your parents like? Are your parents in Nebraska watching watching the streams on minor league baseball TV? And did they come down to College Station a lot, or how did that How did that yeah. work? Yeah, uh, my parents made quite a few trips down to College Station, which that's like a twelve hour drive, and they they're they're dedicated to it. They're they're fully bought in. And I, I know they love it. They love, they love traveling, love seeing, seeing and meeting all the guys I get to play with. And um, when it comes to minor league baseball, they're pretty much doing the same thing. They'll, they'll travel at least on weekends or when we're close. Like this weekend, we're in Des Moines, or this entire week we're in Des Moines. So they're going to come. Uh, I think like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'll get to see them and catch up with them. But it, it's all, it's always nice to see them. What's the best and worst part of being a minor league baseball player? Best and worst part. I mean, the best part is easily the relationships that you you build with all these guys, uh, coaches. You know, you you go so many different places, get to experience so many different things, and um, I mean, it's great. It's such it's a weird it's a weird life. I talk to this I talk about this with my wife all the time. She's like, "Isn't it crazy?" Like we're just like 
traveling everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But at the same time, like, what else would you want to be doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Playing ball. Playing ball. Uh, oh, yeah. No doubt. I. When it comes to the worst thing, gosh. I mean, I love it. But uh, I would say the worst thing. Hmm. Kind of a tough one to be honest. It's probably just taxing. I mean, even though yeah. you get that day off, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, like the the long trench of the season is. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely a long season. So how did like the playing time for you? Are you playing every single day? Like, are you moving around the lineup against a certain handedness of a pitcher? What does your playing time look like? Um. So right now, I've I've pretty much been playing every day. Uh. Kind of just getting moved all around the. Uh, all around the field, been playing a lot of second, third, and short as of recently. Uh, been hitting lead off for a while, which I I don't mind hitting lead off because just throw a first pitch fastball over the plate and I'm gonna swing at it. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm just I don't I don't really mind where they put me in the lineup. I don't really mind where they put me on the field. I just want to help the team win. Do you have any? Because I like try to think about myself if I was if I was a minor leaguer, like I would. I feel like I might be looking for avenues that I could be promoted. You know, like thinking about okay, what does the major league roster look like? Are you just going day by day, or do you ever think about things like that? I, I've talked about this with uh, with other guys, and like you just you you can't ever be looking to get called up. As soon as you start doing that, that's when things start going crazy. That's when you start putting way too much pressure on yourself. Um, it just gets very stressful for you. Like it'll beat you down mentally, emotionally, whatever. But uh, you just got to go into every game and just play it 100% and play it like it's your last game. And and I think that's what a majority of the guys do, and it's awesome to see. So what, what did your life look like in uh, in Nebraska growing up with your family? Uh, so I'm very biased, but I personally love Nebraska and I don't think anybody who's ever been to Nebraska that's outside of Nebraska would say the same thing. But, uh, we grew up in, uh, in an apartment, like in a, like in a townhouse, had a little, little baseball field park behind it, train tracks, stuff like that. And we were all, I, I actually have a twin brother, so. We uh, we would go around just throwing the ball. Uh, he played baseball too. Yeah, he played baseball with me until until his senior year of high school, and then he's like, "I want to do something else in my life." But he's he's actually still trying to get into baseball too. He was the director of player development at Nebraska for wow. the baseball team for a year, and then. Uh, I actually think my head coach at AM took his job at Nebraska. <laughs> so wow. that was, Are you, did you grow up a Husker fan? I was, was a die, die hard Husker <laughs> fan. And Always I still people from Nebraska. <laughs> and I still am, at least for football. Like I'm a diehard Nebraska football fan. They play this weekend. I'm so excited. Like That's awesome. So not not as much Husker baseball since you went to AM. Uh yeah, not not I mean, I'm definitely gonna support them because the head coach there now is was one of my coaches at AM. Obviously, the head coach at AM is 
now at Nebraska as well. And there's a lot of those guys that are back in Nebraska. And um, if my brother was going to coach there or whatever, I'm going to support him. And uh, yeah. Michael Hellman, Twins breakout prospect this year in the system. A couple more before we let you go. What are your next steps to improve, Michael? What are you working on now? You mentioned your bat path. Is that still a work in progress? You're still just trying to do that consistently. What is your progression? How's that going? Yeah, I, I feel like I've stuck with the same thing for the past two years, just uh, with my routine in the cage and stuff, working with that bat path. And um, ultimately, it's I think it comes down to my swing feels great. It also it ultimately comes down to just you know, timing and stuff, like what what kind of pitcher you got on the mound. There's guys that throw hard, guys that throw a lot of off speed and stuff like that. And um, I feel like if you're on time, your your bat path's going to be great. But I think the biggest thing I've been working on is, uh, is just infield. Um, I want to just be more consistent, be able to play around every single infield position at a high level. And, you know, that's what, I think that's what I've been working on the most. You think shortstop's a, a possibility? Playing shortstop regularly? Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's probably the position I've played the least since I've been in pro ball. But um, I think I think that just takes a, a little more time. Uh, I'm I'm feeling a lot more comfortable out there. But I I got to tell you, like at the beginning, like it's a little nerve wracking because it's a whole different whole different clock. You feel like you don't have the same amount of time as you do when you're at third base or second. Like, um, but yeah, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable there. How much have you worked with like Palacios and, and other infielders while you've been up with the Saints? Um, a fair amount, actually. Uh, I'm always watching what he's doing because I, I admired his work at shortstop. And uh, when the, the field, excuse me, the, uh, Smars, Tyler Smarslock. He's he's like our infield guy for the Saints, and we work with him a lot. Uh, he's constantly look searching for different things that are going to help me and and help Palacios. But I think just watching Palacios in general is one of the biggest like helps that I can have with yeah. becoming a shortstop. We're uh, when he came up, he came up for that short stint and. He was super impressive defensively when he came up with the Twins. So oh, yeah. super fun to watch. And, Michael, you've been fun to watch. And we really appreciate you coming on. Keep doing your thing and um, enjoy this week in Des Moines. Michael Hellman, folks, they're going to love you. And uh, Twins fans, are you're starting to get on the radar. So that's always a good thing. Michael, <laughs> thank you. Enjoy your day. Are you going to go play golf now? or what? I'm absolutely going to go play some golf. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk.